Right now, though, we're going to turn our attention to personal debt because Canadians got an issue there, too. You remember when this pandemic started, there were a lot of stories about people who were still working, but because of the pandemic, weren't traveling, weren't going to movies, weren't going out for dinner, all these sorts of things. And they were reporting that a lot of people were sitting on a lot of extra disposable income. And to be sure, there definitely are people that are in that position. But on the other side of that coin, there's a lot of people who ran into real financial hardship because of the pandemic. You know, they their businesses were shut down. They lost their jobs, all these sorts of things. And in many cases, they took on a lot of debt. And already they're starting to feel the impacts of that, and it's having a very negative impact on their quality of life. So joining us to chat about that, we have Jennifer McCracken, who is Senior Manager and Licensed Insolvency Trustee with BDO Debt Solutions. Jennifer, thank you for your time today. I appreciate you joining us. Hello, thank you for having me. So, I mean, when we take a look at this, just, you know, when we, you know, there's the surveys of Canadians and how they're feelings and things like that. How much debt are we talking about? How many people are finding themselves in a situation where, okay, now I've got a bit of a problem with too much borrowing here? Yes, so we conducted our first annual affordability index, and we did find a lot of Canadians are reporting a struggle. So uh, one thing that was interesting is we had about a quarter of people report that they incurred new debt since the pandemic. And those that were carrying balances and had debt prior to the pandemic, over 40% reported that they saw it increase. And and it, precisely what you were saying in the intro there, it's not that people were reporting uh, increased debt levels due to overspending. What we're finding is that people are reporting increased debt due to the cost of living. And Canadians are struggling with just putting food on the table and reporting in high numbers uh, that they're struggling with housing costs. So this does seem to be um, a, a pretty big problem all across Canada. We know that um, Albertans specifically reported that they are saving less and that yeah. they did see their debt levels increase as well. So, so um, got a it's, it's, sword it's a topic for everyone. <laughs> yeah, it certainly is, no doubt about it. Now, when we talk about this debt, are we talking credit cards? Are people taking on loans? Are they remortgaging? What kind of debt are they taking on? In terms of the new debt, the most common type of debt was credit card debt. And that would indicate, again, that it may obviously higher interest and that the reason for the debt is to just cover basic necessities. And it's a a more accessible debt to obtain a credit card. And um, they're using it really just to cover other basic needs. Now, you talk about, um, you know, saving. I think that's right out the window for a lot of people, given the position that we're (laughs) in when we're talking about that. But obviously, things are just getting more expensive. We just had the inflation report come through, you know, the highest it's been, uh, you know, in 18 years. Um, So it's not getting cheaper. And there's no relief in sight. So are you anticipating that this is only going to get worse in the coming months and maybe in the next year or two? is going to continue to be a problem because we know that of the Canadians in the survey that reported that their savings were impacted, um, it was the fact that they're using savings to spend on essentials, so it goes back to the inflation discussion, or they reported for job loss and reduced income. And we had over 40% report that they're not saving at all. And when we sort of project forward for retirement, uh, we had a lot of individuals report that they don't feel that they're on track for retirement and they have not saved enough. So it's it's a bit of a twofold issue because we need uh, Canadians be feeling comfortable that they can meet their expenses, that the cost of living is affordable, that they can afford the housing costs. We want Canadians to tackle their debt and, and not carry as much personal debt, but we also want them on track for retirement. Yeah. And so you can see what this pinch is doing uh, for so many folks 
folks, and it's not just people that have children and have a family. Uh, we know seniors are impacted, and anybody who's living off of some type of fixed income, yeah. when we see essentials and costs go up, it's whittling uh, their ability to save. And if they have any savings, they're continually dipping into it just to meet their basic expenses. You know, and Jennifer, in your survey, and not surprising, a lot of people that are finding themselves in this position are reporting it's really having a negative impact you know, on their quality of life, their mental health. And you can understand why, but just how widespread is that being reported right now? Oh, across the survey, um, there was a high percentage of uh, Canadians that were reporting the standard of living was eroded. One interesting finding, though, is that we saw, if you sort of like drill down into the results, there was a segment of folks that live in British Columbia, we're calling it the haves versus the have-nots, they reported a greater capacity to save. They were they were more likely to report that they had savings, and they were um, ones that said that the you know the pandemic really didn't have that significant impact on their life. The decrease in discretionary spending for vacations and eating out actually seemed to have a positive impact on their balance sheet. Where we saw Canadians most struggling was actually in Atlantic Canada. So we're calling them the have-nots. Uh, they tended to be women. They reported the highest number of new de- uh, new debt and a acquiring new debt, um, they were most likely to report that uh, the cost of living had impacted their savings, and um, they also reported the lowest amount of savings during the pandemic. So if we're actually to sort of take a look at the country, it appears based on our survey that Atlantic Canadians are struggling more than others. Um, so in this position, and you know, we're talking about a lot of people, a lot of people from coast to coast finding themselves in this situation, feeling like it's having a negative impact on their quality of life. What do they do? I mean, it seem, it can seem hopeless when we're seeing, you know, just things getting more and more expensive. And uh, what, what should they be doing? Is there a way out of this? Yeah, that's a really good question, actually, because, you know, there's only so much you can do in terms of whittling down, you know, the, the hydro bill or, you know, the telephone bill. And yeah. do we need cable? Like those, yes, that's going to have an impact. But um, it, it is a bigger issue. Um, obviously, I encourage all Canadians to sit down and have a budget, have a plan for how they want to spend their money. Um, if we find that individuals are servicing high uh, levels of debt, it is going to impact their ability to save and meet their expenses. So one thing that all Canadians can do is seek out advice about how to deal with their debt. There are options other than bankruptcy. And um, a licensed insolvency trustee will always offer a free initial meeting to walk someone through those their options. So that's something every Canadian can do. Once someone has a plan in place to resolve and deal with their debt and really be on a plan to be debt-free, they are presumably will see an improvement to their quality of life and to their ability to meet expenses. Uh, the other piece is having a plan uh, for savings and, and savings for a nest egg, uh, savings for an emergency. I think the COVID-19 pandemic probably brought an awareness to everybody across this country of yeah. how important it is to have a contingency plan. And of course, again, the savings for retirement, which is, is something that all Canadians, even if it's just $25 a month, um, you should pay yourself first, if at all possible, at any point in your budget. Okay. I mean, it sounds simple, right? But it can just get overwhelming at times, I think, for a lot of people. Because, I mean, the, the bills just keep coming, and it gets harder and harder for some people. Yeah, and, and you know, this is where having a plan around, um, you know, what type of profession you're in, what are your income sources, and um, a lot of people just want that stability. I yeah. think that's really what you're hitting on, is that they, they just want to know that the bills are getting paid, they're on track for their savings, and we know that there there's like these unexpected events like the pandemic. Nobody could have predicted this. Yeah. 
We know there's, you know, in Alberta, depending on the type of sector people are working in, there can be highs and lows and fluctuations in income and in certain industries. And so it's it's really having that plan in place to, to the extent that you can to deal with the unexpected. And when you have those stable times where your income remains steady or high or at least that you, you're on track in meeting your budget, socking away as much money as possible to deal with any other uncertainty that could come down the line. All right. Good stuff. Great advice. Thank you so much, Jennifer. Appreciate your time. Thank you for having me. That is uh, Jennifer McCracken. Canada may be known for its landscapes and friendly people, but beneath the surface lies a darker side of crime, history, and the paranormal. Since 2017, the award-winning Dark Poutine podcast has explored the shadowy corners of the Great White North and beyond, delivering chilling tales from a uniquely Canadian perspective. Hosted by Mike Brown and Matthew Stockton with over 300 episodes and fresh releases every Monday, Dark Poutine is your weekly ticket to the creepier side of Canada. Listen to Dark Poutine on Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts.